It was a swift current running on a Massachusetts river. A six-year-old fishing with his family. The young boy fell in. His mother dived in, as any mother would do, to try and save her son's life. She drowned. Then the search for the son. tragedy of the young boy drowning reminded me of in my 20s rafting on a Missouri River. We missed our turn, and next thing we were in rapids over a waterfall, sucked under in a vortex of a cavern. I thought I was going to die. No time to even pray. Thirty seconds later, my life jacket held, popped up to the surface, making sure I thanked God for saving my life. Can you relate? Jesus spoke of only two people with great faith. But to the disciples, Jesus spoke to them affectionately as having little faith. The Christian life is not about acquiring more faith. It's practicing little faith. That's his gift, and it's all grace. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing with you the great story that's all about Jesus. We're in a series this Tuesday called Before I Go. Yesterday, we began thinking about final words, significant words, sometimes, that are important to remember. The Bible is filled with moments like this. God told Joshua to be strong and courageous, and the Lord reminded him that he was with him. Wow, significant words. Of course, our Savior Jesus shared profound final words with his disciples just before his ascension. He reminded them that he would be with them even to the end of the age. And of course, many of us have stories in our own lives. Would we say goodbye to parents or someone significant gave us words of encouragement that stayed with us for a lifetime? He was really caring about us and and what we would go through, the grief of losing him, you know, momentarily, but still losing him. That's our executive producer, Troy Lambert, sharing about the final days of his own father's life. Stay with me. We'll hear more from Troy later, and I'll be looking also at the final words of Joshua just before he died. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Significant words. So let's go to God's Word and see what they speak to us living here in the 21st century. And after the program, I want you to have an opportunity to encourage this Christ-centered radio program. We're 100% supported by friends like you. And as we're quickly approaching the end of our fiscal year this June, we could use your gifts to reach our goal. But as a thank you for your generosity, I want to send you the new book called Our Faithful Queen, 70 Years of Faith and Service. This new 64-page gift book provides a powerful witness to Queen Elizabeth's enduring Christian faith. And as you read through this glossy book and enjoy the many photos of her through the years— You'll be inspired by her prayers and her speeches that illustrate how her Christian faith has sustained her and the ups and downs. She's had a lot of them in her life. We have this new book in our U.S. and Canadian warehouses for your gift to the ministry. We had it shipped directly from the United Kingdom because it's not available in North America, and that includes Amazon. Call us after the program, won't you, at 800-65-HAVEN. 865 Haven. Or better yet, read the sample pages from the book and give on our website at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And now let's get the program started with Joshua Aaron. Joshua Aaron. 
As for me and my house, we will serve you, Lord, lifting holy hands in worship. We will not bow down to the gods of men. We will worship the God of Israel. You are As for me in my house, Joshua Aaron on this Haven Today in a program called Before I Go. In a moment, we're going to look at the significant and, in this case, final words of Joshua that he gave to Israel just before he died. 
Yesterday, we heard from Michael Reagan, who shared about his relationship with his father, the late President Reagan. And today, I want to visit with our executive producer, Troy Lamberth. Troy, thanks for joining me on the program today. Charles, thanks. It's great to be back on this side of the mic. You have a story about your father, who's with the Lord now, and some significant words and moments he shared with you before he passed away. Can you share those with us, please? Yes. I can't believe it's been almost seven years ago that my dad went home to be with the Lord, and he was fighting bladder cancer for a little over a year, and there were, as you know, with cancer, there were ups and downs, and times we thought maybe it was turning a corner and he'd be well, and then, you know, towards the end there, it started to look like, wow, this this may be the time that the Lord is going to take him home. And I say that now with not a lot of emotion, but in it and in that season, there were many tears, many prayers, and um, there were many moments that you wondered, would this be perhaps the last moment I'll be able to talk with my dad? Mm. And so, you know, literally seven years ago in the summer, the doctors had told my dad he had had a slight stroke. This was just after he had some radiation. And uh, they said that he he needs to get his affairs in order. Mm. And so he called all of us together, my two brothers and my mom and grandkids together and just kind of shared that with us. And I remember sitting in the living room with him. Everyone had kind of gone into the other room. Maybe we we're getting ready for dinner or something. And my dad said to me, he goes, you know, son, I'm not worried about myself. I know where I'm going. I'm just worried about your mom and about you guys. I don't want to leave you behind. And, uh, you know, that's <laughs> it's very caring. Those are very caring words, aren't they? That mm-hmm. They are. You know, it wasn't worried about him dying. He knew he was going to be with the Lord, but uh, he was really caring about us and, and what we would go through, the grief of losing him, you know, momentarily, but still losing him. And when, another moment that really stood out, too, was um, about three weeks before he died, he had a major stroke and he was in the hospital. But the night before, uh, my wife and I and the kids had gone to the store. It was late at night. It was a late summer night. It was like 8 o'clock. And we thought about just going home. And then I just, for some reason, I just said, you know what? Let's just go to the hospital and see Dad. Mm -hmm. And so we went over there. And Charles, it was one of the sweetest moments I had (laughs) with my dad in that whole time. Like he was alive. He was chatting. He was blowing up uh, latex gloves into balloons and turning them into little animals for my three kids. And uh, it was just a precious moment. And, you know, we always prayed with him before we left. And, you know, you never know when the last time you'll hear your dad's voice or or, or loved one's voice. And I didn't walk away that night thinking that's going to be the last time I I hear his voice. But that next morning, the doctors called and he had had a, a, a major stroke and it took away his ability to talk. So he was with us for three more weeks. He was very aware and cognitive. He tried to speak, but We never had a moment uh, uh, like that night. And that was a precious gift from God that he gave my wife and my kids uh, and my mom. She was there as well. And we're so thankful for it. Mm. Special words. Troy Lambert, our executive producer, thank you for sharing that with us today. You're welcome, Charles. Thank you. You're listening to Haven Today in a series called Before I Go. And, you know, I've been thinking about this over the past few days. Humans can be very diverse, can't we? We speak in different languages. We live on different sides of this planet Earth. We have different cultures. A lot of our experiences are different, too. Think of a shepherd in the foothills of the Andes in South America. This shepherd has a completely different life than someone like me. 
an American who spent a lot of my life working in broadcasting. But despite all the things that separate us, both of us are still human. And we both have some of the same experiences and emotions. Specifically, we've both had to say goodbye to friends or those we love. That's something that has happened to all of us, hasn't it? Maybe it's a loved one lying on their deathbed, saying final goodbyes to their family. Or maybe college friends after graduations, when you all scatter to different cities and lives. One of my friends grew up in an Air Force town where a lot of his grade school friends would move away after a few years. He was used to saying goodbye before he even got to middle school. Did you hear the story yesterday from the mouth of Ronald Reagan's son? He wouldn't leave the Oval Office until his father said for the very first time he loved him. But then he realized he had never told his father that he loved him. But both were in Christ. It can be painful, can't it? The more you love someone, the more the farewell hurts. And you know, we see the goodbyes in the Bible, too. All over the place, in fact. But on these few minutes together, I want us to focus on just one in particular. It happened to the people of Israel thousands of years ago, on the other side of the earth, while they were speaking a different language than us. But it's a familiar story, just the same. Let me pick it up in Joshua chapter 24. Then Joshua assembled all the tribes of Israel at Shechem. He summoned the elders, leaders, judges, and officials of Israel, and they presented themselves before God. Imagine what it looked like. Thousands of Israelites, men, women, children, just think of what they had witnessed. Many of them had wandered in the wilderness while they watched their parents and grandparents die. And then Moses died. Can you imagine? Their deliverer, the prophet God had chosen, the mouthpiece of the Lord. But what now? Where should they turn? They turned to Joshua. He was the one the Lord had appointed as the successor to Moses. He was the one who would lead the people into the promised land. Remember what God told Joshua when he took over? Again and again, Yahweh said he should be strong and courageous. And why? Because of his own strength and wit? Absolutely no. Because God went with him and before him. And the book of Joshua is the record of God's faithfulness to his promise and his people. But now we reach the end. The final words of Joshua, their leader, before he left before he died. So what did he say? Well, he told them the word of Yahweh. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Long ago, your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates River and worshipped other gods. But I took your father Abraham from the land beyond the Euphrates and led him throughout Canaan and gave him many descendants. He reminds them of the Exodus, the wandering, and the beginning of the conquest. And listen to verse 13. I gave you a land on which you did not toil and cities you did not build. And you live in them and eat from vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. And now we come to some of the most famous words in all the Old Testament. There was Joshua, now an old man, an aging warrior who has faithfully led God's people for years. He knew his time was short. The people knew it too. 
And there he stood before them, giving them one last charge, one final challenge. Listen to him, an old godly man saying this last word that counts. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods of your descendants worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. His final words. Joshua went out in much the same way as he had lived, and the children of Israel responded. Then the people answered, Far be it from us to forsake the Lord to serve other gods. We too will serve the Lord, because he is our God. So that's it, right? All one big happy family, saying goodbye to Joshua, living happily ever after? Well, not quite. Joshua said to the people, You are not able to serve the Lord. He is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your rebellion and your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, he will turn and bring disaster on you and make an end of you after he has been good to you. And then Joshua dismissed the people, each to their own inheritance. After these things, Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110, and they buried him in the land of his inheritance. Those were Joshua's final words. After all that he had said and done, this is the final memory the people of Israel had of their commander. And you know, it's a good representation of who Joshua was as a leader. He followed the Lord, imperfectly, yes, but he trusted in his God to deliver and rescue him time and again. He led the people in righteousness, usually, if not perfectly. As the Bible says, Israel served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him and who had experienced everything the Lord had done for Israel. But after Joshua died, Israel soon ran into a problem. Joshua was right. They didn't serve the Lord. And they didn't have another leader like Joshua, no one to walk before them in obedience to God the same way. Remember in the book of Judges? It was a mess, to put it lightly almost constant disobedience by God's people. You know, the name Joshua means Savior. And we can say that for generations the Israelites were waiting for God to send a Savior to rescue them because they were sinners. Now think about us. You and I are sinners just like they were. If we were left to ourselves, we wouldn't do any better than they did. But you know, Joshua's final words were not God's final words. We have Jesus, whose name is the Greek version of the Hebrew Joshua. We have the Savior above all saviors. We have the one the ancient Israelites were waiting for. And that's what changes our goodbyes. If Christ does not return first, you and I will one day say farewell to family and to friends. We're humans. Humans die, whether we're doing radio in North America, or shepherding sheep in the Andes. But if we are trusting in our Savior Jesus, then our final important words will change. 
They won't be words of despair or hopelessness. We aren't going into the darkness never to return. We're going to see Jesus, to be with him. We're going to heaven. And one day, one day, we will dwell with God forever in a remade heavens and earth. Joshua knew where he was going. And that's why he could be so confident in these last words that he spoke to the people as he had led them so long. And the same God who gave him confidence is there for you and me too. So repent of your sins. Believe in Christ Jesus. And even if you have to say goodbye to your family and friends on this earth, you get to say hello to your Savior face to face. How I long to breathe the air of heaven Where pain is gone and mercy fills the streets To look upon the one who bled to save me And walk with him for all eternity
Phil Wickham, Hymn of Heaven, one of his acoustic sessions here on this haven today on significant words, final words, a program called Before I Go. Just before we go, I want to share this book that's filled with significant words from a world figure. Get in touch with us and ask for your copy of the new book called Our Faithful Queen, 70 Years of Faith and Service. It was written for Queen Elizabeth's Platinum Jubilee, and it reflects on her 70 years of faithful service to her people. More importantly, it highlights her love and service born out of her faith in Jesus. I know this book will inspire you as you get an inside look at her faith and service. Call us right now. Make your fiscal year-end gift to the ministry, 865-HAVEN, 865-HAVEN. Remember, you can't get this book on Amazon or at any bookstore. We have them shipped directly from the UK. And you can read part of the book by visiting our website and make your gift there. Go to haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, we get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. We all have memories, things we never want to forget. Maybe it's a wedding day or the birth of a child. These are the types of things that stick with us. But sometimes it's good to have a reminder. That's what the Lord gave to his people in Deuteronomy 4. He reminded the Israelites how he had rescued them from Egypt and all the mighty things he had done for them. And when we read these words from the mouth of Moses, you were shown these things so that you might know that the Lord is God. Besides him, there is no other. God's work shows who God is, and he has done an even better work in Christ. He has saved his people completely. Get started with Anchor Devotional today. Visit getanchor.com.